All right, let's read from verse 40, 45. It says, and before I had done speaking in my word, Abba. Abba. Direct contact with God. All right? Behold, Rebekah came forth with a pitcher on her shoulder and went down unto the well and drew water. And I said unto her, let me drink, I pray thee. Verse 46. And she made haste and let her pitcher from her shoulder and said, drink, and I will give thy camel drink also. So I drank, and she made the camel drink also. And she was from the family of do you get what I'm saying? Which he did not know, so it was accurate. Are you following what I'm saying? I mean, before you finish, I, you get what I'm saying here. Specific there, all right, in their prayers there. So you know whether God has heard or answer. King Gezekiah asked for a sign, well, be healed, that the son should go back 10 steps, all right, on the stairway. Isaiah prayed that exactly that happened. So God is in specific. So please don't just pray now. All right, okay, uh, what, what I will tell you to do is cleanse your heart, and I'm not saying cleanse your heart doesn't mean go and try to live right. Do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah? I'm saying bring your heart to God in prayer and let God cleanse that heart. Do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah? In prayer there, let him remove any animosity towards any person, and as you are pressing in prayer there, then your heart comes to know specific things you should ask for, all right? So it's not just I should be blessed. So you can ask for within the next three months here, before this year runs out, there's been a dream that has been inside your heart and unfulfilled. Lord, I am asking for this now in specific terms. All right? I'm asking for, let's even say something simple. I'm asking that uh, my business, all right, grows, all right, doubles its Be specific about it. All right? And pray in specific terms. Right? So after you've done that and asked God in specific terms, right? So you are there thanking God for the fulfillment of it. And then when the robber hits the road, which means that you thank God and you praise him for it. And let's assume that, right, you went through the breaking process for its fulfillment, right? Once the robber hits the road and, and action begins, and you have certain expectations, and there seems to be disappointment, or what you will call unfulfilled expectation, right? That is, you expected, now please monitor your heart. You are in a walk with God. So if you expect, you had an expectation that on the fifth day, this thing should happen, and on that fifth day, it did not happen, and your heart sinks. Please hear what I'm about to say. Then that is the point where the robber now is meeting with the road. It is at this point, the Bible says, harden not your heart. It's at this point, God, you are saying, arise, let my enemies be scattered when he said, when he said, all right, sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. So at that point, all right, when that happens, right, and you name now, so now we've taught this for getting to that place of spiritual warfare. I want to say what spiritual warfare is. In other words, Father, I thank you because you have given and granted this. 
and then you are aggressive in praying, all right, and persistence there. Now, you mustn't enter into a state, this is very important, of what we have taught before called learned helplessness, where you feel that nothing can be done again to change this situation, all right, and you start adjusting your life, all right, to fit into that situation. No, all right, it is at that point, because many people have adjusted, right, to living lower than God's expectation because of a forced disappointment, and they didn't understand that, yes, the robber has hit the road here, warfare begins here, right, it is now time to ask God to lift the veil off your heart. This is what this prayer is about. Well, if you're there, remove, all right, the veil off, the face covering, the nations thereof, so that you can see clearly what you ought to do, all right, in order for this thing to happen. So what you do is you thank God he has answered your prayer. You worship him that this experience happened and what it has shown to you is that your wisdom level cannot yet command the experience that you are reaching for, so you bow before the all-knowing God, asking him to open your hearts to the wisdom that is required. Do you get what I'm saying? All right? For example, let me just give an example here. I should, let me just use it. Let me use something that very easy. Let's say, let's, okay, let's say, in, a, in an office, they did a promotion exercise. You expect it based on all indices from what you understand to be value you are adding to the corporation. They did a promotion exercise. Uh, you did everything you know to do, and you are not mentioned. They took other people. They left you. Okay? Now, you can harden your heart and say that I have done everything I should do right. These people are just unfair, and you start the blame game on the outside. Or you can accept that what the scripture says, this is where the hardness of the heart is, which means that so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to thy soul when you have found it. There shall be a reward. And the reward is your expectation shall never be cut off. So, instead of hardening your heart, you realize that my wisdom level, what is operational inside me, and this is what's going on, all right, cannot command this experience that I have. Now, God, here is the opportunity for me to learn your ways and for you to place your wisdom in my inward parts. You go to God in worship there. And that's what it means. That if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, that we've had our fathers that corrected us and we gave them reverence, how much more won't you be in reverence to the father of spirits and live? That how can you, all right, go through your entire Christian work and you say that God never corrected you? He says, what, what do you mean by that? All right, it's like saying that a child lived in a house and never was corrected by the parents. Do you know how that child would be? No, no, do you know how the child would be? They would know nothing. All right, which means that there will be no growth or development, that the teacher never corrected, 
all right? Or, or when the teacher marked the script and the child got 15 over 100, the child said it is the teacher that doesn't like me. <laughs> and therefore doesn't go and find out how to study. Now that's what we're doing with our life. So you go to God there, and this is what it means, all right, to fear God. It says those that fear him, the secret of the Lord is with those that fear him. So you go back to God in worship and say you are a just God. And you reward everybody according to that which is right. There must be something about what I'm doing that is not right here. I come before you in worship. And you start worshiping him, all right, thanking him for this experience through which you are going, all right, to learn and you are going to grow. And then pray that he will remove that veil, which is where the warfare is, so that you can see and hear in the realm of the spirit. In other words, you can see and hear in the realm of the spirit. All right, that's Isaiah 25 and verse 5. I believe Isaiah 25 and verse 5. All right? Thou shalt bring down the noise of the strangers as a heat in a dry place. Even the heat to the shadow of a cloud, the branch of a terrible one shall be brought low. Next one. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto people a feast of fat things. Wine something is fat, full of marrow. Verse 7. And it says, and in, he shall destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over the people and the veil spread over all nations. So you get there, you say, Lord, remove that veil, destroy it. And then it says in verse 8, it says, and he will swallow up death in victory and the Lord will wipe away. So he wants to, so you get to that point and you're now asking for that. Now, here is what you now must do. Remember, Jesus said, ask, and he showed me this, like he said, this is what I'm saying. Ask, and you shall receive. He said, seek, and you shall do what? Find. He said, then knock, and the door shall be opened. He said, if a person asks for promotion, I give promotion. But that person should go and seek to find out what causes people to get promoted. Then based on that, he should take action and knock on the door of life with the information he has received. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, many people have asked, God says I've given, but they're not seeking out to help. All right? So he says, go and search. Right? Go and seek. And don't just stay there and just be praying, and just be praying, and just be praying, all right? Seek, and you shall find. You seek, all right? So if you are confessing for healing, I mean, a doctor told me this in England, and he was saying somebody was, uh, what did the person have? This person had, this lady had a stroke or something, or arthritis or something, and she was praying, and then she went to study about eating habits, and realized that, it came as a result of her eating certain types of food. She stopped. Do you get what I'm saying? And the body was restored. In other words, she started seeking. All right? So somebody says, well, I want to go to, for example, Harvard for my master's. You apply, they refuse you. They reject. Say, but uh, why didn't they take me? I got a first card on that. Now you just do this. I got it, but I prayed. Myself prayed. Fine. You just put this in. How to go to Harvard, how to apply. Pam, just look at the list. You'll find out that maybe seven out of ten things you've violated. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? Okay? 
that they asked you questions that you didn't know that those are the most important things to them. But you just felt the most important thing is your first class. It might not be that. Are you following what I'm saying here? The most important thing you may not even have included in your application that you have. The most important thing might even be the service you rendered in church that you did not put. That what is church? Maybe we are also in church. What is that? All right? But they were trying to look for all right, people that had some sense of community service. Are you following what I'm saying here? And, and they were looking for you. didn't see that. And then you just see somebody else and then say, my goodness, so you mean all these little things that I'm doing count? So you begin to get knowledge. Are you following what I'm saying here? Right? So what you do is you seek. Now, so let me tell you what you do for the next three months. All right? Look at Nehemiah. Let me just show this. Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 3. It says, and they stood up in their place and read the book of the law of the Lord one fourth part of the day and another fourth part they confessed and worshipped God. All right? So this is just how they structured their time. Haven't studied the word when they were rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. They said one quarter of the day they spent reading the Bible. The other one quarter they spent confessing. Confessing means it's a prayer of supplication where you confess your sins. So it's prayer and worship. So they spent 25, half, so if they spent 50%, which let's say they spent 12 hours with God, they spent six reading the word. Do you get what I'm saying? Then they did. So, so you can't just say, I daily pray, and you don't read the Bible. Do you understand what I'm saying? Reading the Bible is priority with God. All right? Because whatever you pray, if you don't read the scripture, you won't get the answer. It's when you read the word of God that you get the answer and you begin to see the answers to your prayers. So what you should do, all right, quickly, is that you ask for this specific thing, right? Then structure your time that you will spend time in study, which is to search two things, the word of God, and then look for, don't, don't do my, look for three books one you read in October, second you read in November, third you read in December, that, has, that is speaking specifically to the areas where you are believing God for something. Are you following what I'm saying? So if you're talking about growing your business, go and look for books there, all right, that speak specifically to growing your business. Now, so what you're going to do is you have a notepad with you. You get it, all right? This next three months, get a small notepad because when you read and study, the purpose of it is that God will give you, it is you are seeking so that you can use the information to knock. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is not whether you have read 12 or 20 books, it is what you have applied in the book. Everybody says, I've read I've read that book. I've read that book. How did the book change your life? What did it introduce into your life that you did not see before? All right? So you are talking about, it says, growing a business. So you have that notepad as you are studying. You study the word of God, right? Scriptures there, what God tells you about spiritual things. Then you now read and you tell yourself, well, this book this way. I'm going to read it three chapters, all right, every day. I'm going to study it to find out what to do. It says something, you write it down. 
next point of action here, all right? If you have staff, you call the staff together, this is what we want to do next. If you are by yourself, this is what we want to do. If it's in your career, this is how you want to apply yourself next. Read, all right? Read there, right? So find out. So write action, all right? Your, your, your steps there. Now, can you put up this thing here, uh, that image? Now, the heart, the Bible says a house divided against itself cannot stand. One of the ways, all right, one of the reasons why people get defeated is that their house, which is inside them, there is division. All right? When we say division, now the Bible says a man who is double-minded, so there can be division inside. So let's say the heart is broken into four basic parts. Now, from real research, we found this to be so. Right? So one part of your heart, which is like your brain there, deals with words. It's not words of logic. It's put it. Words and logic. In other words, right, you, it's where you, you so if, if you say something can happen in three months, that part of your heart says, it's not logical. It will not happen. That's where unbelief comes from. All right? So you reason it. Okay? So, and it's the same place words come out of. So if you reasoning and the logic doesn't match the words, then you doubt what you are saying. Do you get what I'm saying there? All right. So once the logic, and that word logic is the same word where logos came from. So when you sit down with the word of God, right, and you are studying the word of God, you've asked God to remove the veil, the logical reason why the miracle will happen starts getting supplied to you. Do you get what I'm saying here? You start reading the logic of God. When the robber hit, God starts persuading you. That's what it means to persuade a person, which means he's giving you logical reasons, spiritual reasons why. He shows you how the Red Sea parted and says, that same power is at work in your life and can also do that. So, with the logic you are getting, start speaking that logic out. Do you get what I'm saying here? So, you are making declarations out of the place of the revelation of God's word. You are saying it. The second part is your emotions, which is where we have praise, all right? So you rejoice in the fulfillment of that particular thing. You are thanking God for it. You connect emotionally with that thing, all right? So rejoice means to enjoy the feeling of being in possession of it. The third part is your imagination, which means that the mental image before you, you must have the picture, all right, of how your life is going to be. So that's a very important, right? If Satan wants to get a person to do something wrong, he paints pictures there, right? Fear, it paints pictures there, all right, inside uh, a person. So it just flashes. You can be walking through. Why do people get scared? You're walking through a dark place. You start seeing things that your eyes have not seen. Are you following here? You get imaginative. You hear a sound. You've created a creature coming out of the ground. There's, there's nothing. Just a problem. You, you've, you're, why would somebody like? It's just a sound. It, all the person heard was this. Like, what is, is this a threat? But because it's dark, all right. You watch the film, and when that extraterrestrial creature came in, the sound was this. So that image just comes. So you, you, in your mind, you, you should, why? why you should, it's inside you. There's no problem. Are you from here? All that is going on on the inside. And many people, they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but they have no imagination of evil. Right? 
So constantly, you have to regulate your imagination there and make sure the photographs are before your mind at these things in the next three months and then steps to be taken, which means that steps to be taken are now the practical things that you ought to do in order for this to happen. So you have this notepad here with yourself here and whatever, all right, you see it, you write it down and you review it at the end of the day. Am I taking these steps? All right? Because the results are going to come when you start doing something. Are you following what I'm saying? So God shows you what to do so you begin to effect that particular thing. So what you have received in prayer, seek it out and you'll find it. Knock with the information and you will have doors opened unto you. All right? I mean, a gentleman in this church wrote, wrote a book and he gave me on flight and I read that book. And I said to myself, I, mean, I told his friend, I, I put it up on my Twitter and, and um, Instagram. I, I, mean, I mean, that is written from somebody who had direct practice with what he's doing. Every line inside that book hits the nail on hiring. And it's correct, all right? Anybody building any corporation, you are building anything, your, your success or failure is, you know, if you practice something by yourself, you get small results, you get some money, is who you hire with that money that determines the future of that organization. Period. I know that. All right? And he put there, he said, some corporations have hired rights. And any wealthy organization, you hear Amazon, you hear all these things, it is who they hired. Because you hire a right person, the person will bring ideas to that table that will expand that thing beyond what you're doing. All right? So you can just read through that. I am a book, you know that. And if you hire wrong, you have heartache. You, you, let me tell you what you have. Heart ache. All right? Okay. So next three months, prayerfully decide on three books, one per month, connected with what you are, you are and you will see how ignorant you have been on, that, on the issues you are, you are trying to affect. You just see that you've just been punching in the dark. All right? Uh, you can use the internet to gain information. Right? Use it. If you say, well, I don't have any book, then just type. Very easy. Things to do to build a company. Search. You will see the whole world is there. Are you following what I'm saying? Then start reading. All right? Don't just pray or just say, well, all right. You say where I hit was that I thought clients would come. Clients did not come. Just type. I started my business. I thought clients would come and they did not come. What did I do? No, just do that. And people's experiences will do what come out. But the problem here in Christianity is that we think that once we pray, it is enough. That that one, you don't need to do it. Are, are you following what I'm saying? And one of my classmates were talking on WhatsApp. You've been doing WhatsApp at me. <laughs> when we were talking, I told, I told I said, look it. I said, look, there is nothing all this WhatsApp. This way to end. There are only four ways you can change things in a country. Number one, you are in the executive. I say, you see, look, we are here doing WhatsApp chat. Brilliant people, all right, living all over the world. Consultants are there, lawyers, sons. But the local government chairman that is in your area is not educated. He has more power than us on this WhatsApp chat. All we are doing is chatting. He can change things. Is that how you go in there? The second way, I said, you say you want to change, you want to do this, you want to, you are an executive, 
Or you have people in National Assembly that can change laws. And these people are no more than 400 and something. If they say no, it is no. If that is closed, then you go to the judiciary. If you don't have judges that can help you reverse Supreme Court, you are frustrated. The last one is you want to do coup. <laughs> you say you go and do coup. And they will carry. So what do you do? Civil disobedience. As you come out, they are, this is your WhatsApp group that you are saying. They will carry. I say, so you know what? If we just keep chatting, it is good because the energy we might have used on the streets we born in chat rooms. <laughs> that is all. When you are tired, you go to Canada. <laughs> that is all. I said, but you will not see, listen to what I'm saying, you will not see any change. Are you following what I'm saying? No change are you going to see. I mean, I called somebody inside this church. Let me set questions for the panel because we have times, because there are only five speakers. So we have a problem. Panel. I sent some of the questions to Dr. Sonic. He said, this is going to be an interesting conference. Because when you get those comments, start discussing. And you understand? And they are, they are, they are in, they are the real, they are there. If you don't call people that are there, nothing will change. You are just in WhatsApp. That's all. And this social media has given false sense of power. In tweets, tweets. They will block you. That's all. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. And by the power of your spirit, we ask that you establish us in this truth, expand it within our consciousness in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.